You must have a general idea. What's like a general idea? 40, 50, 60,000 a month, something like that? Um, so we're actually, I think we're more towards the 15 to 20 in mind. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Bailey Pumfleet. He's the co-founder of cal.com, schedule infrastructure for absolutely everyone. Bailey, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All right. Cal.com. How much does that domain name cost? Uh, unfortunately, we can't spill the exact number <laughs> due to uh, you know an NDA, uh, which is which is a shame. But um, obviously, you know, well, you know, very expensive. It, it was a. Yeah. It was probably one of the most significant purchases we'll probably ever make, and you know, personally, I believe the most effective purchase we'll probably ever make. Mm-hmm. Well, um, when did you do it? The deal was it this year or last year or what? Uh, so it was last year because um, I mean we, we officially launched the brand of Cal.com on September the fifteenth last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually bought it a few months prior, so it was um, it was very sort of like tantalizing how we had it, you know, sitting there in in the domain account and you know just waiting to use it and waiting to sort of push out the announcement. But obviously, we wanted to make sure that our because we coincided it with our version 1.0 and a few other releases. Um, yeah, it was something that we sort of held on to for a little while before we made it public. That's awesome. Um, so so you get that done in uh, it last year. Uh, did you guys, ra- I mean, you must have raised a bunch of funding to get that deal done then. Yes. Um, so earlier that year, um, I think around sort of July time, uh, we raised a 7.4 million series, um, not series A seed um, round, which, you know, really got us started pretty well. And obviously, even to this day, we have a low burn rate. So we was looking for, um, you know, a good domain name. And we we wanted to invest well in that because, you know, we're a link sharing business. Um, yep. It's so much nicer to type cow.com than calendly.com or savvycow.com or acuityscheduling.com. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely something which we knew we wanted to put some decent budget into, but yeah, ultimately without, without the first round of run, uh, funding, it wouldn't have been possible. And that was just to be clear, you closed the round of funding last year in 2021. Yes, that was, that was about June, July, 2021. And then since we've raised a series A, which was announced about a month ago. And how much was that? Uh, that was a 25 million series A. Okay, so let's let's break down the sort of story here before we get too deep into the finances. Um, wh- what is Cal? If, if people want to use it, what do they get? What is Cal? Um, Cal is essentially the the solution to all of our problems with Calendly and you know any of the existing solutions out there. The point is, is you know I I used to use Calendly. Um, I did try Savvy Cal. They're, they're great products. They are genuinely good products. But the point is, is you know scheduling is. Scheduling is like email. It's one of those core foundational things that runs businesses, runs the web. Um, and the point is, is that means that people from time to time have like complex use cases and things like that. Like 
telehealth or hiring marketplaces or you know anything that you can think of where scheduling takes part in um calendly and savvy how just don't really sort of fit all of their requirements i mean they're, they're good products like if i just want to book one-to-one sales calls with me you know just a basic zoom uh setup that's great but the point is is you know if you're running a massive hiring marketplace and want to be you know integrating this fully into your platform you know have it completely white label push across 300 users it doesn't really scale well so mm-hmm. this was literally a solution to a problem which me and my co-founder had had and it was literally just started as a, as a side project but then we found that people actually really really liked this and, when did you guys uh, write the first line of code oh so that that's a difficult i think I think I wrote the first line of coding like February. It was so like I still had a nine to five job there. February of 2021. Um, yeah, 2021. And um, what was your nine to five, Bailey? Uh, so I, I worked at like a backup and disaster recovery company. I was doing some like small in-house software engineering, like customer portals. Oh my gosh. Like and how, how old were you last year? Uh, last year, I was 17. 17. Okay, so you're 18 today. I'm I'm 18 as of today. Yeah, oh God, uh, literally I, I, around around the time that we, you know, officially incorporated uh, what then was Calenso and it's now Cal.com. Uh, that was just sort of around the the age of becoming 18. And and sorry, who is your co-founder? How did you guys meet? Um, well, interestingly, so it it was my co-founder Pierre that had the initial idea of this. Um, he basically sort of specked out what he thought, you know, could be a more extensible and open source scheduling solution. Um, and then he he published a, a website out there, just basic with like a wait list, just kind of explaining the idea. And then it was right around that time where his company uh, actually got bought out by uh, OnDeck. And uh, he moved into a role of head of product at OnDeck. And hence, he didn't really have the time to to like work on it so he was looking for somebody to actually take over um and so what happened is is like i was one of the first people on the wait list for this like super excited about it because this was just a genuine problem which i'd faced and then basically you know he reached out i i replied back um and then we like we started off literally just with pure engineering work like i built the very first sort of pre-MVP, you know, just connecting to Google Calendar, working out some availability, that kind of thing. Um, And then we decided to actually, you know, we work well together. Um, You know, let's put an official arrangement in place. Wait, Bailey, before the original arrangement, how did he incentivize you to do this engineering work? Did he pay you something or did you get equity? Um, Yeah, so it was literally just on a contractor basis. Um, You know, he literally like paid me for like two weeks of developing. How much? How much? Uh, I, th- I think he'll be okay with it. So it was, it was five, it was five thousand dollars. Um, so <laughs> I love this. Sort of I love this bit. story. So he goes, Bailey, listen, you're first on my wait list. I'm busy as hell. If I give you five grand, show me what you can do in two weeks. Essentially, that was the idea. Yeah, he basically sent it out to everybody on the wait list, and I replied back saying, Yeah, I'd love to to take lead on this. Um, and you know, first of all, it was just kind of work as a contractor as a trial. Um, and then, you know, let's see if we work well together before actually, you know, committing to, you know, incorporating with 
you know, both of us as founders, which I think is is something which we both took as a good learning. You know, it, it worked well. And we sort of now do that with our employees. Um, we might touch on that a bit more later. But the idea is, is we don't just hire people off the bat. We work with them as contractors, then actually move into, um, you know, a proper arrangement with them. Ironically, this was the foundation of the company which Peer sold. Uh, it was called Lean Hire, and it's essentially like a contractor hire platform where you actually just work at a company as a full-on contractor for like two weeks, a month, something like that, and then you move on to like a formal job offer. So we, we kind of applied that concept to to sort of trying me out as um, as a founder, and you know, naturally, we found that it worked. Let's come. Let's come back to that playbook you use with new employees. But I want to get back to the origin story here. So then you guys say, okay, let's make this official. Do you guys split equity 50-50 or does he keep the majority? Because he goes, Bailey was my idea. Uh, no, we essentially the the idea was is um, originally it was going to lean towards him being like a minority share, um, just because he wasn't able to put much time towards it. Um, obviously he had quite a committed job. Um, but then later on, we actually changed the agreement. Once he decided he was actually going to, to move to cow.com full time, that's when we decided to split it 50, 50. So you were a nice guy. You were going to have 70, 80% because he was busy on deck. And then you start taking it off and he goes, wait, Bailey, let me back in. I want to do this full time. Yeah, essentially like I, I respected his position. Obviously, you know, he had a, a decent uh jobber on deck and was you know uh very occupied with that but i think it was you know um it was a clear it was a clear agreement from me to say that you know when he could devote his time to it that you know it would have been massively helpful and massively beneficial to yeah. have him on board in a you know a greater capacity that's amazing okay uh, let's fast forward a bit what what month did you guys get your first paying customer um so so that moves on to the the interesting part of the story. So literally, I built the like the most basic MVP. You know, really strain on the word MVP there. Uh, like I built it for like three weeks, and this thing. I mean, it it was hard coded to Google Calendar. You couldn't use anything else, <laughs> and it just about made a booking. I don't actually think it even had proper time zone support. I think for me, like it was hard coded to like the London time zone. I don't know if it even translated time zones properly, but we launched it on Product Hunt because, like, already there were people piling up with, you know, like the waitlist for this grew to like, I think it grew to like thousands before we'd even shared that we're actually building it. Um, and so we launched it on Product Hunt, and literally that day we had uh, a whole bunch of signups. No, uh, Bailey, quantify like, that for me. A lot of people use Product Hunt to launch. You guys launched April 30th, 2021. You got 2,500 upvotes. How much website traffic or signups did you get that day? Uh, I'm not actually sure on the. Do you know the a range? Um, to be fair, I mean, I think maybe up to 50, um, which at the, at the time we didn't actually have. Um, customers? Like 50 plan. customers? Yeah, actual paying customers. Um, the How many signups, though? Uh, well, I mean, ultimately, every sign-up was a paying customer. Um, no, no, but did you have any free? Oh. No, no, we, did, we didn't do a free plan. Wait, was um, that a mistake? You got all this traffic from Product Hunt and no way to capture their email address because you only had a paid option. Somewhat, yes. Um, we, we basically, like, it was so early stage that we just didn't, you know, we didn't even have a solid commercial foot for this, you know. Um, we only started to think about that at a later stage. It was more of a, 
um, kind of buy it if you're interested and to support the open source. Like, obviously, you can run this thing and self-host it for free. You still can to this day. The point is, is you just pay for, like, the SaaS version if you're, you know, if you just want an easy solution and want to support open source. There are lots yeah. of companies that do that. I mean, like, uh, Metabase or um, GitLab now has a free plan, but there are a lot of open source companies out there where it's like, if you want it for free, run it yourself. But if you want this, like, SaaS version, which, you know, ultimately supports the development, then you pay. Um, so, yeah, we literally, I think we got about, it would have been like maybe up to 50 paying customers in the first day. I don't know exactly. That's amazing. Um, and real quick, just to not bury the lead, what is what is the average customer paying today for the platform? Um, it's, well, for the most part, it's all the same. So our, our SaaS pricing has remained the exact same. So it's $12 a month. Um, okay. That, that's it. We now have a free plan, um, okay. <laughs> which famous Calendly, it gives you a couple of event types, restricts you on a few things. But yeah, it's, it's always been $12 a month. Um, I love that. However, something to note, and we'll probably touch into that again, is that we have both a consumer SaaS and an enterprise side to our app. So obviously, enterprise pricing is is different. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. So I guess you got your first customers from this product hunt launch, maybe a little bit before that. How many paying customers do you have now today? Uh, I don't know the number of paying customers off the top of my head, but I know we've got about twenty-five to 30,000 users um, as of right now. Um, and as far are those, as those are free and paid? Those are a mixture of free and paid. I believe paid conversion is somewhere around the 10% mark, which tends okay. to be in line with, you know, general SaaS companies because obviously half of these free accounts you know people sign up for it and forgot it or they were spam or something yeah. like that so um you know in terms of ratio we're, we're looking relatively on par and so if we take three you know 10 percent of thirty thousand is three thousand paying customers at 12 bucks a month that means you guys are doing like forty thousand bucks a month right now on revenue something like that um i mean all of our stats pretty much as well are open uh completely open so oh, come on share the good stuff what's the revenue yeah, so let me pull it open a tab. So we actually Guys, don't we love that we love Bailey. Bailey's gonna this is fun. Yeah, see we, we unlock all the secrets to our business and literally give you guys everything. Um, I should just asked that at the start. So open problem, startup. Yes, we are we're an entirely open startup. So literally like my salary is is publicly available. The I love gender this. ratio for the team. The you're making you're making seven. I have to read some of this. You're making seventy thousand dollars salary. Peer makes seventy thousand as well. Your is Alex, your lead software engineer, makes a hundred grand. Uh, one of the two. One so of we have Alex okay. and um, Omar there. Um, they're our two this. like IC three level engineers. 
Damn it. I wish I knew about this ahead of time. Okay. So I have a bunch of questions. Now, doesn't this create conflict on the team? Someone goes, Joe's making more money than me. I do more work than he does. Pay me more. Right. Yeah. Here goes into another one of our policies, which has worked pretty well. Um, so we have three payback or, or in, in engineering, which is like 90% of our team, we have three pay bands and that's it. We got IC one, two, and three, like junior, mid, and senior. Doesn't matter where the hell you are in the world. Doesn't matter what, like you don't negotiate a deal, whatever. It's fixed pay bands, which means that if you're doing the same responsibilities as like anybody, you're not getting paid any different. So we have like complete equality on, you know, every, um, every like demographic across the world. So like we have engineers in like India who are making like 1,132% of the average salary and we're paying that same money, you know, anywhere in the world. Yeah. That's super interesting. So it doesn't even matter if it's a copywriter versus head of product versus senior engineer. If it's IC, IC one, two, three, four, that's what determines your pay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the fixed bands for, for engineering. I mean, you know, there's me, Peer, and yep. Kieran who who are you know not within the engineering, so that's slightly different. But yeah, I mean, for like ninety percent of our team, which is engineering, um, literally, it's just fixed bands, and we've we've had really good feedback from the employees about that. They really like that. You know, it's completely transparent that nobody's leveraging better deals out of us than yep. than anybody else. You closed 1,300 new paying customers uh, in the middle of April this year. It's your big spike in our new customer sign-up graph. What happened there? Uh, I mean, so every every 15th of the month, you know, marking from the the anniversary of, you know, when we, um, when we actually, you know, first released it on Product Hunt, uh, we launch a new version. And, you know, so we, we coincided the Cal.com release to that, we, the Series A as well. Um, so yeah, the, we announced the Series A then, um, and hence you know with that comes a lot of um, you know media coverage and social media coverage, yep. that kind of thing. Your burn graph, monthly burn in March, monthly burn was one hundred thirty thousand dollars. That's net burn or total expenses? Uh, that's that's total, and that was actually an, an unexpectedly high month. We had quite a few you know one off expenses in that. Generally, like without one off expenses, we're generally looking at I think about. 60 70k between the team you know add on maybe some stuff from the law firm and bits like that we're looking yep. at under 100k generally yep and so sorry what I, i'm looking for the mrr graph. what is monthly recurring revenue today yes the the issue with that is that um stripe has some trouble exporting um oh. so i think as of yeah i don't actually have that to hand right now um you must have a general idea. What's like a general idea? 40, 50, 60,000 a month, something like that? Um, so we're actually, I think we're more towards the 15 to 20 in mind um, okay. because essentially the main the main idea of where we're going to be capturing our revenue, and this was the idea from the very start, is that we may, we plan to succeed in the enterprise side of you know business, um, which that is what we're launching somewhat now you know next few weeks next few months um so this is where we're really you know starting to close the pipeline on enterprise um so the real sort of cold hard cash growth of cow.com is looking to be within the next few months rather than you know this period has just like the idea for us is we we build up a good name for ourselves in consumer SaaS, 
then we leverage that to then break into the the enterprise market and hopefully succeed there. Because the point is, is there's there's no real point in just being another open source alternative to X Y Z. It's like no, you're right. If you have right. an open source Facebook alternative, it's not going to do well. Um, like our idea is like. The consumer side is almost like a promotion for us to get our name out there. And then it's like, say somebody at Google signs up and uses it. Then they say to their manager, oh, wait, yeah, I'm using this personally, but I notice they have a like an infrastructure offering where we can, you know, implement it at Google on a massive scale. And then that's how we find Got a it. lot of um, deals go through. This makes a ton of sense. Hey, we're running short on time here. A couple quick things that maybe aren't public yet that maybe you can share. You raised 25 million Series A. What valuation was that at? That is one thing that we can't actually share. Okay. Well, you have the cap table on your site. It says investors own 25%. So we can reverse engineer the, the valuation, right? Yeah, you, you're, more than, you're more than welcome to make a guess at it. But I'm just going to hold a poker face when you... Uh, when well, no, no, no. Sorry, it. sorry. Just to be clear, you have your cap table here. You have percentage. You have investors on twenty five percent. So, right. So, if you raised, you're, you're. It's not. It's. I don't have to guess, right? You can do the math. We can do the math together. Yeah, it's um, whether or not it will be one hundred percent accurate. Um, <laughs> the point is, you've sold between two rounds, a seven point four seed last year, and a twenty five million Series A this year. You've sold in total twenty five percent of the business to investors. Yes. Yeah. 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 So if you sold 15% in your Series A, right, you can effectively take 25 million times six and say that you guys raised pre-money at 150. Uh, close, but all right. Bailey keeps his poker face. All right, we'll say somewhere yeah, around. <laughs> that, that's why I say, yeah, I, I, I'm not, um, not sure if I can say the actual number, but you, you get know, nervous you though could... growing into that valuation with 15,000 of monthly recurring revenue right now. I mean, you're trading at like an 830x multiple. Yeah, it's it's not a concern because this has been the plan from day one. Um, yeah. You know, we're an infrastructure company. We're here to play the long game. You know, we we're here to be like the best thing that we can summarize it at is the Stripe for time. And to become Stripe, you need to be around for a long time um, to start then capturing that kind of market share. Because, like, in terms of infrastructure, like scheduling infrastructure. We are the market leader in that because there is nobody really in that market. Like we do, we do like open scheduling infrastructure, which nothing else does. Like there's kind of Nihilus and uh, a few other platforms that kind of do things, but nobody has the customizability that we have. So yep. already we're seeing a lot of really good signals from customers right now. Um, Bailey, great so lessons here. We've we've got to wrap up here because we're out of time. So, quick, quick questions yeah. here. Number one, favorite book. Favorite book, um, probably um, probably The Martian. I, I like I like That's realistic great. sci-fi. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, not particularly. I, I always think it's a bad idea to just look up to one person. I think it's always best to, you know, combine ideas across a bunch of people. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Cal? Online tool for building, probably Metabase. I think it's hands down the best analytics platform that we've worked with. It's super easy and it's open source. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? How many hours of sleep? Uh, I'd say about eight, the, you know, the regular number. Um, Are you skipping college, by the way? Uh, we don't really 
like here it's university and it's kind of optional there's no okay. i didn't skip any education i did my full all right fair enough uh so eight you're 18 today i assume uh i always ask married single kids i assume you're not married and you have no kids right no not married and no kids all right very cool and last question here i usually ask what do you wish your 20 year old self knew that doesn't apply to you so let me ask you what do you wish you knew when you were 15 um probably everything i mean uh, at the age of 15 i didn't know anything about the startup world or anything i always knew i wanted to do you know software engineering or some kind of design um i knew what i wanted to do i just didn't know the world in which i could do it in so yeah i'd probably show myself um i'd probably put my 15 year old self through yc or something like that you know open my eyes to the world of startups fundraising and all the cool stuff you can get up to Guys, there you have it. Cal.com, open source version of, call it Calendly. They, they're building sort of infrastructure, which is very interesting. They've got over 3,000 paying customers, call it 10, 12 bucks a customer, doing 15,000 bucks a monthly recurring revenue. Uh, raised 25 million Series A recently to keep building this for the long term. They're, everything's open at cal.com forward slash open. So it's really nice. You can sort of track them over time, track salaries, all that jazz. Bailey and his co-founder own 60% today. They each pay themselves 70 grand salaries. We're rooting for them. We'll see what happens next. Bailey, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much.